You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, guys, and welcome to your weekly wisdom on the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media, and remember to like, subscribe, and share the podcast. And rate, and review, and pray. If you, I swear to God, if you don't pray, I swear to God. I'm one of your hosts, Rudy Cardona, accompanied by the anti-socialist Daniel Rosado. What's up, man? How you doing? How's it going? How's I'm it all right. Doing I'm okay? A, yeah, I'm good. I don't, I don't understand where the wild threats are coming from. It's a... <laughs> I don't know when people are listening to this, but if it's early in the morning, uh, please disregard that negativity. Hey, you pray, and we won't have a problem. That's all I'm saying, you know? Okay, I see. You know, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a warrior of God. I guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Really not religious. I mean, Old Testament, God was like God was like this almighty smiting people and things like that. So, I mean, it could be dangerous. Yeah. People always talk about Old Testament God like he's, like he's oh, he's, he's bad. And then New Testament God was like the more chill one. Whatever. New Testament I mean, God found Jesus. It's it, he's the father of Jesus. He didn't he's, find Jesus. He's not like, hey, look at this guy. Look, he's cool. Look who I <laughs> hey, found. Hey, he's he called found, Jesus. He found Jesus. He helped us find Jesus. So he became religious. Is what you're exactly. saying? He found Jesus. Hey, when you find Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, some things happen. Mm-hmm. Mainly good things. Can't say all good things. Uh, if you knew the show, Dan, S- Dan, myself, and a third member, Eslam, usually get together. Eslam's not here. If you want to hear him, you can go to the old episodes. I wouldn't suggest it. He's not really that entertaining. We, we but need, if you want to hear the, more of, if you want to hear more of Dan and myself <laughs> yeah. on those episodes, yeah. you can also go check those out. And if you don't, just go back and download them anyway, because you know that uh, that helps us. Yeah, you know, I r- yeah. really appreciate it. What are we What are we talking on this episode, Dan? Um, there was some lag, but it sounded like you said, what are we talking about this episode? I Dan? did say what are we talking about in this episode. Look at that. It's like I'm a genius. Um, I want to talk about probably the biggest, uh, news story in all of pro wrestling as of right now on, uh, in August of 2018. I don't know when this is going up, but I just want to throw that out there and be that guy. So as most people know, I'm a big wrestling fan. Some say the biggest. But it's alright, I'm working out, I'm not going to be that big anymore. I don't know who those people are. They say it, man, I don't know. They're the ones who go out there and they tell me. So, there's a big wrestling event called All In. And Rudy, have you, before I mentioned this to you, uh, and just told you about what All In is, is did have you heard anything about this at all? No, I haven't. Only All In I know is related to poker. So, All In, it, it all started with, uh, I don't know, maybe about a a year ago or close to a year ago uh there was this one man named dave Meltzer, who's known for reviewing wrestling he's been doing it for the longest time he's the guy who gives the guy uh the wrestling matches different stars whether they're five stars six stars the first ever seven star match which happened recently in new japan oh, he for rates, wrestling so he rates though. that's like well, that's cool he does that he writes a lot of articles and stuff like that so he put out this tweet uh somebody no somebody asked him on twitter uh hey do you think 
any company other than WWE could ever sell out uh, an arena for, what is it, 10,000 people or something like that. He's like, no, no way, it's not possible. Cody Rhodes sees that, son of Dusty Rhodes, younger brother of uh, Goldust. He sees that and he says, I'll take that bet. Move now to August. All In is this event that's being, that's being put together by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, arguably the greatest tag team in the world. And they're going to put on the show that is just promoted by them, the wrestlers. It's going to be the first big event that's going to be over 10,000 people uh, other than WWE in, since like 1993 or something like that. Well, <clears throat> just, to, just to cut you off there, Dan. Yeah, go for um, it. I've got to assume that there's a, a big influx since this is the first one with 10,000 people since 1993 because the WWE has the WWE Network for only like uh, $10 or something. 999 and you can pretty much watch it on there, right? So, is there any way to watch this aside from pay per view? Like, or is this is this people are people looking at this as like this is an event I need to go to because it could be game changing? This this is uh, it. This is an event that if you can't go to it as a wrestling fan, you need to watch it. Okay, like this is that big a deal. Um, you mean real wrestling fans? I mean, yeah. E- even if it's somebody who's like not into wrestling, this is the perfect opportunity where if you're a wrestling fan and you have a friends like wrestling stocks, blah blah blah. I tuned into Raw one night and it was stupid. I watched SmackDown, it was stupid. And then you smack that person across his face as hard as you can, and then you take their face, shove it into All In as it's happening, and let them watch, and they're gonna realize, wow, this is what wrestling could be, because they got like the best wrestlers there is. No, or there are. <clears throat> Sorry, but. So, I know one of the things about the WWE is that there's a storyline that constantly goes on in between matches. It not mm-hmm. only does it help, you know, the story continue, but it also helps fill in time while they're preparing for the matches. Mm-hmm. Can we expect things like that in All In? Funny that you mentioned that. Um, certain matches aren't going to have storylines. Certain matches are just going to be this great fighter versus this great fighter. Okay. Just because it can. But the thing is, uh, the Young Bucks... And Cody, uh, they started this before Cody, really, but they have this YouTube channel uh, and this one show called Being the Elite, because the Young Bucks are part of the Bullet Club, but there's a specific club within the Bullet Club called the Elite. It's Matt Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, uh, just as Cody, he doesn't use the last name, Kenny Omega, Marty Skrull, Hangman Page, all these guys are the Elite. And they kind of just do stupid like sketch comedy stuff on YouTube, and they work a storyline onto their YouTube channel and then it plays out on the wrestling shows. So the, cause new Japan pro wrestling, they try to promote it more as a, as a true fighting thing, as opposed to day to be with the storylines with new Japan. It's like, Hey, these guys are going to go out. They're going to fight. Then they're going to go back. New guys would come out. They're going to fight. They're really in story. So they use YouTube as their platform to introduce a story and make it comical. And they have wrestlers from all over other promotions joining in. Rey Mysterio was in the re- most recent episode. Chris Jericho has been a recurring uh, character on the show as well. So you see, like, a lot of old faces. Hurricane was on there, you know. So one question, right? So this is supposed to be groundbreaking since, like you said, yet again, it's the first event that's going to sell out 10,000 tickets since 1993. That's what? not WWE. That's not WWE or WCW. Um... Yeah. What's the average ticket sales, would you say, per event then, per pay-per-view for the, like, the WWE then? For pay-per-view, I mean, it It probably depends on the venue. It depends on the pay-per-view itself. Mm-hmm. If it's one of the big four, it's going to be a big deal. The big four being uh, 
WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble. Uh, those are always going to do well. Those are the ones they build towards, especially Mania. Um, other ones, a smaller pay-per-view, like, let's say, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what's, I don't even know what happened. Backlash? Is, is Backlash still happening? I don't even know. But it's something like that. It's, it's not going to be as big. Uh, I, I can't tell you the actual numbers. That's something I normally don't pay attention to. But those are usually bigger than 10,000, I can assume? Because technically, uh, that was in, that was, I mean, the last WrestleMania, or, or two WrestleManias ago was, was in Cowboy Stadium, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's more than 10,000 seats, so. and they Oh, that's a lot more. That that was, that was, uh, 90 or close to 100. Okay. So, I'm just trying to get an idea and tell but, people But, like I said, that's idea. Mania, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I just wanted to get an idea for how many seats are normally on the average as opposed to this. Like, I know it's a big deal, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's good to just keep it in retrospect uh, how it compares to the other events. You know what I mean? Well, one big factor is if you want a front row seat at a WWE pay-per-view, there's a very good chance you could spend anywhere like like 700 bucks, something like that, higher. You mm-hmm. know? For this one, I think their front row, you could have you gotten it for like 100-something. Oh, wow. Because they're and Cody Rhodes and the and the Young Bucks, they said like it's not so much about making money. They said the most important number to them for this event is getting over ten thousand. Gotcha. So so it's like they they wanted to get as many people as they could there to watch the show, and they wanted to like do it for the fans. It was like, hey, we want to do the best show we could possibly do. We want to be all in, you know, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, they weren't sure if they were going to have it uh, on any type of TV thing. It, w- it might have just been a live thing. So they were pushing, trying to figure out what to do. And on Being the Leaf, the YouTube channel, about two or three episodes ago, they that's when they made the announcement that it's going to be on pay-per-view. It's going to be on Fight TV, which is a uh, it's a streaming service where you can watch uh, different wrestling pay-per-views as well as boxing and certain MMA pay-per-views. And there, it's also going to be on Honor Club, which is Ring of Honor's... Uh, streaming wrestling service such as like the WWE Network or New Japan World. So you can watch on all those things uh, as well as the first hour. I forgot exactly what it's called but you could watch it on WGN America uh, where I think there's going to be two matches on there, the pre-show if you will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the the show, it looks like the card uh, you were looking at it early before we started recording. The wrestlers on there, you might not know them a lot of people might not know them but you have some of the best wrestlers in the world like on this one show i'm seeing something here i'm looking at some information on it and i'm a little thrown off uh there's like there's a singles match between christopher daniels and stefan amel steven amel that steven is amel? the That's main the... character from arrow yeah is he, is he a wrestler he I, I forgot to mention is also part of the elite he is part of the bullet club look at that and now yeah. does he know how to wrestle uh sort of uh from what i hear he's been training again Okay. Um, he's he's in, he's in good shape. His thing was uh, years ago, back when Cody Rhodes was on WWE, he had this one character called Stardust, uh, mm-hmm. who was similar to his brother uh, Goldust. Mm-hmm. Now Stardust was billed more like a comic book character, and they had this thing where Stephen Amell was ringside at Raw once, and uh, Stardust was talking trash to him. Stephen Amell was doing thing, and they kind of made like a little feud. And Stephen Amell was in a match in WWE. And uh, he feuded with Stardust. They became good friends. Cody left. He joined the Bullet Club, did all this other stuff. And he stayed friends with Stephen Amell, who apparently is a pretty big wrestling fan. And he's fighting Christopher Daniels, which is genius. Because in wrestling, it takes two to tango, right? You need to have at least one guy who knows how to carry the match 
to make the other guy look good if if both of them can't do it. So Stephen Amell is not really a wrestler, but Christopher Daniels is arguably one of the greatest indie wrestlers in history. Hmm. He's been all over. He's you know he's been in TNA, former Ring of Honor champion. I mean, all he has to do is go to WWE and make it there. And I feel like I, I've heard yeah. his name before, probably from you. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's part he, of SoCal Uncensored. He's the uh, guy, right? I think you mentioned that he's like he's probably the the top guy that people are trying to get, or that the WWE should try to get. I, I got some saying? lag there, Rudy. So I said that you mentioned that Christopher Daniels before. Is he like the guy that like that he, like people are going after? Not necessarily. He's up there. He's like. You know how, like, before when Undertaker was there, but you had The Rock, you had Austin, they were mm-hmm. the guys, but Undertaker was always good? That's mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels. Gotcha. He's, he's not the top guy, but you know, consistently, he's going to put on a good match. He's going to be great. That makes sense. That makes sense. I got you. That's why, yeah, it makes perfect sense as to what you said about him being in the ring with, like, with uh, Stephen yeah. Amell. Though. The thing, he's basically going to carry Stephen Amell, make him look good. Mm-hmm. And, of course, their storyline has been uh, on being the elite. For some reason, Christopher Daniels has this thing against Stephen Amell. And he uh, he tried to set him up for uh, for murder. They murdered uh, famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan. Famous dick wrestler? Yes. Is yes. he the guy that, that he would make you grab his dick and then you'd feel pain? Yeah. In the being the elite universe, he's one of the reoccurring characters. He was killed by one of the uh, elite people. Uh, or so we believe, Hangman Page, who is now going crazy and has a split personality and refuses to wear shoes. Well, that man needs to go turn himself into the law. Because, well, that's uh, the thing. On the on the latest, well, people thought it was Stephen Amell because Christopher Daniels accused him, and then he kind of looks like Hangman Page. And then it was all these other things. Gregory Helms, uh, the Hurricane, I don't remember. if it, His alter ego used to be a detective mm-hmm. uh, or a news reporter. So he, he, brought, he pretty much broke it down and figured, I think it was Hangman Page that did it. And uh, so yeah, so that's a whole another storyline right there, where Christopher Daniels and him. But uh, Joey's Joey Ryan's uh, ghost was last seen on Being the Elite, so maybe his ghost is going to make an appearance. I don't know. It's a lot. Sounds like there's a lot going on here. Uh, another question I have is that there's a lot of matches going on where it seems like there's some titles on the line here. Mm-hmm. Now, are all the titles that are on the line against other individuals from the same organization, or are they from different organizations? And if so, and they lose that title, how does that work? In wrestling, nowadays, a lot of wrestlers are freelancers. Um, so they kind of go from uh, company to company doing what they got to do. Uh, as of right now, Chris Jericho is a freelancer, yet he is the New Japan Pro Wrestling Intercontinental Champion. So he doesn't really necessarily have a contract with them, but he is their champion, the Intercontinental Champion at the moment. So when they need him, they'll call him up, he'll bring the belt, he'll defend it. you know. But... Uh, like Ring of Honor, their champ right now is Jay Lethal. You know, shout out from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, he's supposed to fight the winner of the Over the Budget Battle Royal. I think there's different wrestlers in there. I don't know if they're all Ring of Honor uh, wrestlers. I, I have to look at it. But uh, he's going to be defending the Ring of Honor title. If anything, he might lose to, like I said, one of the freelancers who might keep it in Ring of Honor for a little bit. Then when it's time to move on, he'll drop the title to somebody else. Um, the NWA title is different. It's It's a traveling title the way it used to be back in the day so nick aldis goes from company to company defending against people and fun fact if cody rhodes wins this he's going to be the first ever uh it's he's gonna be part of the first ever father-son duo to hold the nwa title because his father held it way back in the day Hmm. so nobody in history has ever done that so if cody wins he's going to be making history interesting oh yeah formally established in 1948 yeah that's that's considered probably 
other than the WWE Championship, the most prestigious wrestling title there is. Now, is that kept in the same type of, like, design that it was back then? Titles change. Uh, titles change up a lot. You know, they change the design, try to make it more modern. Like, the current WWE titles, I figure, I mean, most of them look ugly to mm-hmm. me. Uh, probably the Intercontinental is the only one that looks somewhat nice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, titles change from time to time. It's not necessarily a big enough thing. It's really interesting, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not interested in paying the money to see it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, even the idea of it makes me, and I'm not the biggest wrestling fan in the world, but makes me kind of interested to pay a contribution to it, kind of helping mm-hmm. out the cause of it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you got to believe that if this is, I mean, since it is going to be done, no matter what the cost is, I mean, the price that they're going to be getting paid, mm-hmm. it just shows that it can be done yeah yeah because that's the thing a lot of people thought like i mean dave Meltzer. i mean this man knows his wrestling and he's just like no it can't be done and the fact that cody Rhodes sees that as a challenge and tickets uh apparently sold out in 29 minutes and a couple seconds wow you know so and there's a lot of things going on um it since it's in chicago one very one very big factor that people are uh, speculating about is that one of arguably the most famous wrestlers from Chicago might make an appearance who hasn't been involved in wrestling for the past couple of years, and that's CM Punk. Oh, nice. So if Punk shows up, that's a huge deal. Punk, who is friends with the Young Bucks, who is going to be at... Uh, there's supposed to be like a weekend event uh, while All In is happening. He's supposed to be at a, at a event nearby doing an autograph signing. So it's like a lot of people are thinking, like, Punk might actually be there. Nice. So it's, it's a possibility. And but he, he, re- he retired... He retired from pro wrestling. He's been doing his UFC stuff, which, as we all know, he's had two fights, and he's just getting beat. He got beat both times? Both times. The first time, he was beat bad. The second time, he was getting beat pretty much the whole fight, but the only reason it didn't end so quick was because the other guy who wasn't that famous wanted more TV time. So he kept Punk around just so he could be more exposed on TV. That's that's not... I mean, that's a genius plan. I mean... that against him. Uh, from what I heard, everybody was upset at him. It was like, you don't do that. You end the fight. You know? And he's kind of just like, fuck y'all. Uh, I need everyone else to know who I am. But it, he's, I mean, I like CM Punk. CM Punk's one of my favorite wrestlers. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you need to, you need everybody to know who you are. You beat a non-MMA fighter. Good for you. Like, that means nothing. Yeah, I get it. You know? And with that being said, I still hope that one day the Green Power Ranger... Jason David Frank and CM Punk do have their fight. Now, is that like a real fight? Like, is there an argument between them, or is that MMA? Like... Yeah, Jason David Frank challenged CM Punk years ago to a uh, fight. Wow. Yeah. So I don't who know. Do you, if that's who do you think would win? I don't know, man. Uh, CM Punk is he? I mean, he's not the greatest, but he's been training. But Jason David Frank, he invented his own martial art, and I don't know if you remember Power Rangers, but he did that one kick over and over again. He's mastered that kick. If yeah, you get hit with that, if you get hit with that one spinny kick, you're done. Hit him, hit him with that old, uh, what's his name, Jean Claude Van Damme kick. Yeah, I don't know. Jason David Frank, he's been doing it since the '90s. Man hasn't stopped. You know, he's always doing that one kick everywhere he goes, everywhere he goes. But no, you know, you know, just talking about wrestling, right? I was, I don't know why I came across this, but I was on YouTube, and it was, it was just, you know, funniest moments where, uh, what's his name, where Shawn Michaels used the switch in music. And it was just some of the funniest stuff where he's just talking to Triple H and he just starts kicking a bunch of people down the hallway and just sweet chins them all down the hallway. I don't remember what oh, was man. happening. That is hilarious. But I, but it's just like, you know, that move is just such a classic move. Sweet chin music or the super kick? 
Yeah, the super kick. Fun super fact: uh, the the guy I've been saying fun fact this entire episode. The guy who got kicked first, Stan. He is a wrestler. He is uh, the perfect ten. I forgot his. I forgot his name. Uh, but what's it called? He's the perfect ten. Oh man, I can't remember his name is right now. It's, it's upsetting good. me. It's just but crazy, yeah, he's though. he's a wrestler now. I just you know it's just stuff like that you know like I'm, I'm big into the nostalgia feel of it so it's like for me I'm not big in, into crazy watching the pay per views mainly one because I'm not really into the into WWE or wrestling anymore yeah. but and and two I think it'd be harder to follow the storylines but like I said something like this where it's pretty much the little guy trying to take on the big guy where it's a little organization you know all these groups getting together showing that something can be done it's not even for them it's like you said it's more it's for, for the fans. It's for the fans. It's more for wrestling in general as a yeah. whole, as an organization. Yeah. So I think that, that that's just pretty cool. That's why a lot of people who don't watch wrestling now, because you're, you're, how old are you? You're, you're 28, 27? 27. Let's not rush you're this. I got two more months. You're the same age as me. So you're 27. No, you're, uh, no I'm not. I'm, I'm 28. Exactly. Uh, that's not <laughs> the same age. You old fuck. <laughs> the thing is... Most people our age or around our age group stopped watching watching wrestling around the same exact time. Mm-hmm. You know, Rock and Austin were gone. John Cena was just coming in. Randy Orton was just coming in. And a lot of people were like, all right, I'm done. I washed my hands of the situation. I'm over with it. I'm one of the few people that, stick, that stuck around. And to see where wrestling was to where it's become, and I can honestly say right now, not back then, right now is a much better time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, this I mean, is better no, like, than the Attitude Era when Austin was on top of the world. I mean, no, I Austin mean, like, being there was great and everything, but right now is is incredible. Everything that's happening. I mean, you turned me on to uh, what is it? NXT. NXT. NXT, NXT which, is amazing. Yeah, can you just give a brief explanation of what NXT is for the people? NXT. Uh, essentially, it's a WWE run organization, uh, mostly run by Triple H, who, if nobody knows, former wrestler. He's become upper management. He's the COO. If you oh, don't know, turn the podcast off right now and go listen to all the episodes. Keep going. No, it's okay. We're not paying attention to those people that left. We're just we're gonna keep going for those other people that can't keep on. I don't know if you stopped talking or not, man. There's like, I said Triple H, <laughs> Triple H. I said if they don't know who he is, they can get the fuck out of here and go listen to an old episode. Keep going on <laughs> with what NXT is. So yeah, he he runs this organization where you have uh, young up and comers. Sometimes they're a little old, but they're from the indies. Uh, they're trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to learn the WWE style, and uh, it's like the indie but owned by WWE indie wrestling that is owned by WWE. So once the guys make their name there, the guys and girls they get called up to be on Raw or SmackDown. So I mean, all the guys you see in WWE right now at some point were in NXT. I mean, there, there's very few people around that didn't go through that. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I have an interest in it because it just feels like those people are really trying. Like yeah. I feel like they're trying to make a name for themselves. Some of them have a name already, but yeah. they're trying to get a bigger name for themselves. So I feel like you know it's like they're the hungry dogs. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you look at the card for All In, all the wrestlers are going to be fighting. A couple years, I guarantee maybe like one quarter to half of them are going to be in NXT. That that's how it works. These guys just they kill it on the indies. They do amazingly get well. They get signed by WWE, they go through the NXT uh, stuff, and then boom, they get bumped up to the main roster. That's where all these guys came from. Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, um, not Roman Reigns. He didn't pay his dues. Now, <laughs> now one thing, right, because I'm, I'm curious how this works in the wrestling, uh, the wrestling business, right? Is this making WWE feel threatened at all? 
Okay. You see what I'm saying? Because what I think about, a lot of people think that you got to just, like, when they're making a business or they're starting a business, they think that you got to contro- completely control the market in order mm-hmm. to, you know, to win the market. But in mm-hmm. reality, if you can scare the big fish, mm-hmm. let's say there's a big fish out there who owns 90% of the market, and then the rest of the 10% is split up between a bunch of organizations. Mm-hmm. If you can scare that big fish by taking up another 3 4 or 5% off that small 10%, mm-hmm. you got the big fish's attention at that point. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm curious. So why is this scaring the WWE, though? It's scaring WWE because uh, there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. I mean, one, WWE is the only company that's been able to put out shows this big. You know what I'm saying? To get mm-hmm. this many fans. These guys are proven, like, no, we could do it, too. Um, these wrestlers are, I guess you could say, allowed to do more. They're allowed to control their own characters and stuff like that. Like I said, the Bullet Club being the elite, you wouldn't get that in WWE. Like, maybe they would now. It would be WWE trying to copy the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. But, like, just going out on YouTube and doing this thing and making your own, like, little show, that is genius. You know, yeah, they, true. they sell their own merchandise and they do well. Like, the Young Bucks have proved... You can make so much money without having to go to WWE. You don't. You don't need it. And so, if they never go there, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I would love to see them there and feud with some of the tag teams in there. That would be incredible. But at the same time, they don't need it. You know. Yeah, but I mean, they could always do that on independent. Like, see, when it comes to stuff like that, most people like that. When you know you're the talent and you have your own, you have your own thing going where you're bringing in your own money and you don't need the big fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could technically, if it comes to it, not not a need or not a need on either part. But they could just come to a contract negotiation and be like, okay, you know what? We'll come here and we'll wrestle these people for like a month. We'll give you a month's worth of storylines or whatever it is. But that's WWE isn't known for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because they're becoming that. Mm-hmm. And everybody's uh, attributing that to Triple H, and I think it is. I think it's all because of Triple H is coming in with a different mindset. Vince has got the old school where back in the day, he when he took over his father's business in, in WWF, and uh, he took over once he ran the the New York area. He took over the rest of the country and he made a monopoly. He was like, "All right, there was wrestling promotions throughout the entire country." And he just took once he took all the best wrestlers from each promotion. I was like, "Now I'm officially the best promotion. I took over the world." Mm-hmm. So he his mindset was like, "I don't work with anybody. I make everybody want to watch me." Triple H is different. Triple H is trying to go like, "All right, he's doing a lot in the the UK and England right now." And he's trying to get uh, a lot of different uh, wrestlers from there doing work with other promotions. I mean, they—I don't know if you know this—but they just started uh, NXT UK. So there's like a whole, that. yeah, there's a whole UK brand that has NXT now. And nice. those—I mean, right now in England, wrestling is like just blowing up. I don't know what happened, but English wrestlers are just incredible right now. Hmm. Hey but, man, that's uh, all it takes, though. That's how you keep expanding the business. How you keep expanding the, the popularity of it. Yeah. I mean, especially especially now where everything is like. Like I said, TV's falling, you know, further and further down the drain as far as people doing that. The WWE yeah. network's still out there. Like, I've got to assume eventually the WWE might just go completely streaming, depending on depending on certain things. I think you save a lot more money in the long run because yeah, you're working with contract negotiations on these on these channels and things like that. But at the same time, like, you got to pay fees, you got to pay people. So it's like, I, I, why I not mean, keep it to yourself? I would agree, but. WWE did has made such a great deal with Fox, you know. Like, that's one of those things where it's like Fox uh, gave up a lot of stuff to Disney, where they, they got a lot wait, of money. They're on Fox now. No, they're going to be. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Fox, now Fox, Fox, Fox Sports. Fox Sports. That's what I was gonna say. So yeah. then, yeah. So that's Fox Sports falls under. Is that Disney or is that no? It's still Fox. At that's that Fox. Point, right? Yeah. 
cool. Okay. So, so that's what I'm saying. Fox got all this money for TV stuff, and they looked at it. And if you look at like the rating stuff, people always talk trash about wrestling. Not for nothing, wrestling has been the most successful thing in TV. Like, ra- like ratings-wise and all this other stuff, if you count how much money it's attributed and all this other... Like, somebody did the math, or Fox did the math, and they were looking at it, and were like, you know what? WWE's where the money's, was where the money's at. We'd mm-hmm. be idiots not to want this. Now, is the Fox, Fox Sports Network, is that on bait, like on general cable? Or do you have to buy packages for that? Because then aren't you going to shrink up your, your market by doing that? I don't, I don't know. I don't watch cable. I have no idea what's on there. It's you know all what I'm good. saying? I understand. Um... I'm just saying, like this. There's a lot that goes into wrestling. There's a lot. Oh, and so I know, much. I know that you, you know, on our weekly show, we tend to have three rotating topics weekly, and uh, I know wrestling is definitely in your forte. So weekly. I mean, this. What I say monthly? No, I just you said weekly like three times. I just want to say it one more time. It's a good show. That's <laughs> a good. You should be checking it out weekly, all every single week yep. that this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, I know you're bringing a lot of a lot of uh, wrestling news to the world to us and to the masses. Keeps me informed. I mean, I never would have learned about All In if it wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. And like I said, I like what's going on here. Hopefully, this. I mean, it's already doing well. Once you sell the tickets, it's a wrap. Now all you gotta do is put on the show. Mm-hmm. So if the show goes well, I don't see why this can't happen again and again. Yeah. I mean, the matches like they look incredible. These these are matches. I've never really done this with you or Islam, but. I, I guarantee there's gonna be one or two matches where I'm gonna tell you guys like I know you're not wrestling fans. It's like, man, go on YouTube see if you can find this one match that happened at All In. Like, I, I'm sure there's gonna be a couple matches like that where it's like even if you're not a wrestling fan, you have to appreciate how good it is. I mean, you've seen the NXT stuff. Like NXT puts on incredible matches. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean it's 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 crazy. NXT is insane. I'm, I've got to assume this is gonna be good. I hope it's good. My uh my they've got my support. Uh, we're coming. We're coming close to the end of this, which is kind of sad. This is a good topic. It's a good topic. I'm running out of battery, though. Running out of battery, and uh, I'm nowhere close to my charger. So, Dan, what's your what's your final thoughts out here? Um, I mean, if if you're a wrestling fan, you probably know about All In. If you're a WWE fan, you probably don't know about it. I suggest, hey man, if you have the extra money, why not go for it? Give it a chance. And there's a lot more other types of wrestling out there than just WWE. That's right. You know, my final thoughts, just like Dan said, take a chance. Bet it all. Oh, hang on. On all in. <laughs> you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. I definitely see what I did there. Yeah, no, I, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like that, definitely check out the older episodes. Stay tuned. Next week, we're bringing you some more shit. Maybe Eslam will be here, that lazy bastard. Uh, Yeah. Enjoy your week. Yep. Enjoy your lives. And enjoy the Los Wise Guys podcast. And, and check check out my Jesus pieces. I'm, 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 I'm really going for it. I'm going for it. Dan leaves Jesus pieces in the in the descriptions. Yeah. They're they're pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, there's a whole story arc right now. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's it's uh, I forgot what I called it. That's all good. Enjoy your week. Yeti Watch 2018. <laughs> yeah. All right, check out that Yeti Watch. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Los Wise Guys podcast, where you get your weekly wisdom from us amazing people. Where we reflect on various topics. We have. <clears throat> Just start over. I'm sorry, Dan. <clears throat> don't worry. Don't, don't stop it. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. I love editing. I love <laughs> editing. <laughs> this is where you stop the podcasting. I, I, there was lag. I didn't.